Hey guys, welcome back to Something Like Olivia, a podcast where I talk about everything and nothing at the same time. I said that last time and I'm kind of thinking like, should that just be my intro? I kind of dig it because this podcast is kind of random, but I think that's the best. Like I want there to be a little bit of something for everyone, you know, like no matter who you are, no matter what you're interested in, you can always just like come back to this pod and there's going to be something there for you. Who knows what it is? It might be random. We're going to cover all the bases. So welcome back this week. It is Monday. Actually, that's not true. It's literally Wednesday. Um, it is Wednesday, October 28th at 5.22 p.m. and 43, 44, 45 seconds. I really need you to just like be able to put into place exactly where I am in the universe right now. So that is where I am. Um, it is Halloween this weekend. I have absolutely no plans except for to dress up as a Legend of Korra character and just sit and probably just watch rerun- reruns of the same New Girl episode that I've seen a hundred times. So yeah, we're thriving. I love that for me. Honestly, nothing else is really new. I dyed my hair today. I'm a new woman. I keep startling myself in the mirror, but I, I'll get used to it. It's kind of like back to my natural-ish hair, but it's like a little darker than... Um, It usually is. In addition to that, which has nothing to do with my hair, but I now officially have an Instagram for the podcast. It is something like Olivia Pod because something like Olivia was taken and podcast just like was it was so long. So something like Olivia Pod. We love it. It's exciting. It's kind of going to be like a mix of updates from the podcast as well as kind of like a general mood board, which I'm kind of just so into. It's basically just my Pinterest in an Instagram. Um, I need to be better at like tagging the artists, but it's kind of hard to find who these things are when they've been posted like a million bajillion times on Pinterest. So know that most of the things on there are kind of just inspo, not really necessarily my original art. But regardless, I'm super excited about it. It's going to be the place where I announce new episodes as well as ask you guys questions and have your input on things that maybe if I'm doing a different segment in the end or like do a Q&A thing, like that's going to all happen there. So if you want to be involved in this podcast, be sure to follow the podcast in Instagram. Once again, that is something like Olivia Pod on Instagram. Listen, I'm not sure if I'm going to do movie recommendations anymore. I mean, I don't know. I'm just not out here watching movies. I'm too busy spending all my time rewatching Pretty Little Liars, sewing clothes that don't fit me, and drinking your mate. And you know, that one takes up a lot of time, honestly. All of the cans of yerba mate that I'm drinking, it's just, it's, it's time down the drain. But, but good old tea down my drain. My, my drain was supposed to be my throat. I don't, that's so gross. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Okay, anyway, I am super excited for this episode. We're going to talk about a whole slew of things from sustainability to SCAD to the job market and the struggles of being a 20-something in the middle of a pandemic when it feels like the only thing to do, the only way to spend your time is to start a podcast. I'm going to be chatting with my good friend Julia about pretty much all these things. She also recently started her own podcast too, actually two weeks before mine. <laughs> so she's a little ahead of the game where she explores the breadth of environmentalism and the intersection between various industries, global issues, and the environment. Um, that That's literally her bio line. All of those big words did not just slide out of my mouth that like naturally. <laughs> So, but believe me, she, she is definitely one smart cookie. So I guess just while we're hyping her up and how awesome she is and how great her podcast is, let's just get right into it. Here we go with Julia. All right. So welcome, Julia. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I'm, I'm super excited. I talked a little bit about how excited I am for this episode. So 
I don't need to like rehash that since the people heard it like five seconds ago. But I do kind of want to talk about like who you are, how we met and like how we're connected and all that stuff. So basically just like give some background about you and then we can kind of talk about us, I guess, just to like give the people some info. Speaking literally, we are connected through the fact that your handwriting is inked onto my body. Oh, this is true. This is true. <laughs> I did tat. Well, I didn't tattoo you, but I, I wrote, it's like my handwriting is on you. I always forget about that. Do you forget about that? Or like, I forget I have it. Yeah. It's kind of like, sometimes I look and I'm like, oh yeah. Cause we didn't know each other for that long when I was like, Hey, can you write on my arm with Sharpie? So and I can see if I like, like it. <laughs> it's literally like, I feel like I've done so much more like hand lettering since then. And I like look at it and I'm like, oh, the R is too thick. Like I, I could have done better. It is like a little thick, but that's okay. It's cute. Um, <laughs> and I get a lot of compliments on it. So my name is Julia Blanford. I am a recent graduate from the Savannah College of Art and Design. Whoop, whoop. We, Olivia and I majored in the same thing. So we both studied fashion yeah. marketing and management. Yeah. I don't even like remember how we became friends, but I remember the moment I knew you were my friend was when you sent me a picture of you on the toilet. Yeah, and sounds I was about like, right. Okay. <laughs> so that just that's how you knew it was just friends. relationship. <laughs> so I, I guess about where I'm at in my life, currently sending out many a job application. I've received like Ooh, a yeah. healthy, consistent stream of rejection letters in right? my inbox. It's so fun, you know. You're like, ooh, who's today? What's next? <laughs> well, it's like I'm not qualified. Like, oh no, I'm out here literally doing like president of the company applications, and they're like, why did you think? And I'm like, sorry, it was worth a shot. <laughs> like, Every entry level kind of position then says like it'll seven maybe, years experience lucky, two years of experience but like five to seven years of experience yeah which i don't have but no, um, it's crazy but you did just start a podcast and i feel like we should talk about that because this is a podcast and you're on a podcast and it's just like the good energy and i like listen i'm not surprised at all but i will say that i'm like super impressed with it like all of the art is so great and the really? little song at the beginning is so good. Oh yes. Gosh. Like and you literally have so many amazing guests. Like you guys, seriously, go listen to her podcast. It's seeking sustainability. She'll she'll talk about it. But like literally, it's so cool. Like I feel like I don't know. I feel like you have so many, I guess you could say like well traveled people, like all different like ages and backgrounds. It's like seriously so cool. There's just something for everyone on your podcast, which is like exactly what you want a podcast to be. So yeah. thank you. Very, of course. Well, that was like the goal. So I mean, oh my gosh. Well, so the name was coined from the fact that I love alliteration. Of oh, duh. Yes. And the art I did myself, it's just like a little mountainscape. But like your whole Instagram is so like aesthetically cohesive and it's really nice. Thank you. I just, I I, I like made a bunch of templates mm -hmm. on the Illustrator and I just upload them to Canva and use those. But the podcast is kind of was stemmed from my love of podcasts and the fact that the podcasts I've come across have played a, such a, an integral role in my journey. The development of like my passion for environmentalism, yeah. um, both in the apparel industry and outside of the apparel industry. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't find one that kind of covered all the bases that I would want to be covered. Yeah, And especially too, like this thing we call sustainability or environmentalism is such a broad thing mm -hmm. it really extends into every industry whether you're talking about the aluminum industry or you're talking about agriculture mm -hmm. or automobiles or apparel it everything mm -hmm. so the more i got into environmentalism i was interested in 
understanding the breadth of environmentalism and Mm -hmm. the interconnection between different industries and professions and passions and the environment, if that makes sense. Yeah. And especially too, like, I think because I don't have a background in environmentalism or sustainability, I figured if I am wanting to learn all of these things and have these conversations with people, Mm -hmm. why not record it and post it? Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's literally all I'm, I keep being like, okay, if you see an opportunity, but you keep like waiting for it, like you have to just make your own opportunities. You're like, okay, there's nothing here. I got to just go for it. I have to do it. I can't wait to like get a job application, like in accepted somewhere. Like you just have to like make your own opportunities and make it happen. Yeah. That's kind of what my mentality for the podcast was too, because I had a couple people, someone in one of my fathom classes mentioned me starting a podcast Mm -hmm. and someone else mentioned it to me. And I was like, oh, I sat on the idea for like probably a year. And then finally I was like, I should just start it because why not? Just why not? Yeah. I like love, I genuinely love talking to people and and I'm really wanting to like bring in all people to the conversation Mm -hmm. because like there is no one solution to fixing this planet. So like, yes, I want to talk to someone who can argue for the case of veganism and how that works for them. But I also want to talk to someone who hunts and believes in like animal conservation through animal population management and things like that. So yeah, no, I, I, I think that's really cool. And I know how like you're mentioning like being in fashion marketing classes and how obviously we both went to SCAD and we both did fashion marketing but I feel like we kind of both realized that like and our major was mainly it was like a lot of like social media and like sometimes like high fashion based like I feel like we both kind of realized that that like wasn't really what we wanted let me like phrase it in this way did you ever have like a senioritis moment like you're at SCAD and like we're still talking about like handbags and retail markup but like you're kind of like I want to talk about sustainability did you feel trapped in the SCAD world at all once you found that sustainability was your passion I had a weird identity crisis I don't even know if I ever talked to you about this but like (laughs) a couple of things so my aha moment Mm -hmm. was when I was writing a paper about denim I think it was about Levi's I was about something right and I came across this article on a website called EcoWatch Mm -hmm. and it was about the documentary River Blue and that was the first time that I was like I saw the gruesome horrifying reality that is the apparel industry right these like literal blue rivers with a foot of foam on top of them seeing images of these very real people it's the people that are behind our clothing yeah Yeah. and that was the first time that it like hit it hit me Mm -hmm. or really actually dawned on me that there is a very jarring reality behind our industry oh yeah because so much of it is like out of sight out of mind you're like oh it's just like one top that i'm buying what how bad could this be when in reality like on the other side of the world all of this horrible stuff is happening yeah and we are really really privileged to to not see any of that i think like it's definitely out of sight out of mind but i think too like from a personal standpoint my evolution as an individual which also definitely like coincides sided with my interest in environmentalism and sustainability. Mm -hmm. And I talk about this in my first episode, not that it's going to change the way you dress, but like (laughs) for me it did. And I Mm -hmm. think like, because I I used to have, I mean, you know how I dressed, I had pink hair and a really maximalist style. And and that's totally great. But like, and I think for me personally, that was a way for me to express my values and who I was. Mm -hmm. And it made me feel confident. But then I got to a point where I didn't feel like I, it just didn't resonate with me as much anymore. Mm -hmm. And I didn't feel like I needed it as much anymore because Mm -hmm. my values lay elsewhere. 
not that you can't have values in both, of course, but like <laughs> just for me personally. And also like ironically, I happen to be like walking a lot around Savannah. So like I started right, wearing sneakers and Birkenstocks. Of, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely felt like an oddball in the fashion program once that all started happening too. Right. Because I, I felt overlooked and this was like a definitely like a personal insecurity, but I felt mm-hmm. like I didn't match the aesthetic of the people around me. And I felt like maybe like people around me didn't take me seriously anymore because I didn't dress the part, which like that's not, I mean, that's like a personal thing. Thing, but that's also a very like scad intimidation thing like I felt like yeah. that was a big thing just in the fashion majors in general just because I know that I have a good amount of like scad people and like scad perspective people listening and not to like scare people away but like it's definitely like a thing yeah so funny how like sustainability is kind of seen as like a trend when we'd be doing our projects in our classes like making mock brands and stuff people would be like okay well obviously it's going to be sustainable because like yeah yeah. and I think too like (laughs) one of the most important things I would love for current fashion students but also maybe like current student graduate or someone Mm -hmm. who's an incoming student is to know that the fashion industry which I almost hesitate to use the word fashion because I think it gives people the wrong idea about Mm -hmm. it I had this realization that I was like I think when people hear fashion they think of this fluffy, frivolous, luxury, only in New York City and Paris. But the apparel industry is one of the largest industries on the planet. And one of the biggest waste creating yes. industries. And it is one of the harmful. most polluting industries. Yeah. The apparel industry is everything you you buy that goes on your body, whether it's yeah. from Kmart or Free Walmart yeah. or Chanel. Yeah. The apparel industry is way bigger than we realize. And I think being in an art-based program totally geared us and gave us the tools to do a lot. And it worked mm-hmm. us really hard. But I think just just in general fashion programs really need to reevaluate the kinds of things that they're teaching too because like understanding supply chain and understanding human rights and very broad thing called sustainability is is really important yeah oh my gosh I couldn't agree more I just I feel like it should have definitely been like a required thing for us to have like sustainability classes like sustainability in the fashion industry classes just because I feel like it was literally just a trendy thing to put on a brand and like I feel like now with fast fashion being like so taboo and honestly it's like not taboo enough because it's literally so bad but like I feel like even companies that aren't fast fashion or that are fast fashion kind of mask they do like the greenwashing and kind of like mask as sustainable brands and just because it's trendy and it's so frustrating because I feel like I come across brands and stuff all the time that are like how we give back and like sure they're donating to charities but like they're still producing in like horrible factories in like Bangladesh (laughs) and like it's it's so I don't know I feel like it's just like so tough it's definitely something that we need to learn about more for sure i think the future the people who go into the industry moving forward with like our generation included need to understand the complexities of Mm -hmm. the industry Mm -hmm. beyond just like trends or like oh we're recycling fabric well that in itself is really complex yeah and i think it's so important to understand everything from factory conditions and factory auditing to dyes Mm -hmm. to what it takes to recycle material and i mean it's just it's so broad and complex like yeah so i think too like fast fashion is pretty much all fashion nowadays i know i mean even like yes we hear these big names of forever 21 zara h&m but yeah if you go into a store at the mall that is fast fast fashion fashion. anything is target is like everything is everything (laughs) is even the luxury sector you're not buying like straight off the runway hand embellished like that's not that doesn't exist like understand textiles too Mm -hmm. and the intersection between textiles and waste textile waste and um, what it takes to produce textiles and how we can innovate and yeah it's a whole thing 
Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. And like, I know that obviously when getting out of fast fashion, like thrifting and stuff is like a huge thing, buying secondhand. But like you kind of mentioned earlier how before you got into sustainability, similarly to myself, you would maybe identify as somewhat of a hoarder, <laughs> a maximalist, a definitely a collector. There is like definitely a line because, you know, when people think of environmentalists, they think like super crunchy granola, let's go live in a van for a year, <laughs> like kind of thing. Or just like a total minimalist because you've actually gone through the experience of kind of like shifting your style and making yeah. your style more of like a lifestyle. Would you have any tips or anything to like recommend to someone who is wanting to be more environmentally and ethically conscious, but like doesn't really know where to start? Like, what do you think? The kind of like capitalist consumerist world that we live in isn't structured to accommodate people who are not trying to be like that. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to like get rid of all your belongings. And like, I'm not right. like that. I still love trinkets and things. And like, <laughs> and for me personally, like I'm going through like a, a shift because clothing has always been so important to me and apparel has always been a huge part of my identity. I've definitely struggled to shift. Like, how do I dress starting to rebuild my wardrobe? But it's hard because those kind of brands are really expensive and like mm -hmm. it's hard it's a hard pill to swallow yeah it's hard to be realistic with it because like if you want to shop sustainable it's honestly you can't just tell someone to go oh go shop like a slow fashion brand when like one shirt is like 80 bucks <laughs> yeah so yeah it's it's tricky and i think part of that too which is way easier said than done way easier said than done mm -hmm. with fashion like our perception of value has changed Mm -hmm. So back in the day, granted, we live in a different world where trends move way faster and we have social media and we're doing yeah. a lot more yeah. and we're out in front of people away more often. So our mm -hmm. clothes are seen, but our perception of value has shifted in that back in the day, people invested in a couple of items a year and you yeah. made them work Good and last. quality. Yeah. Right. Quality over quantity. Oh, that's also hard for to swallow. Like I, I can't say that I do that. I would just say start by looking around you, mm -hmm. the products you use, the things that you tend to spend your money on right so if you are someone who really likes to buy a lot of clothes mm -hmm. there's a couple of different approaches you can really try to cut back on how much you're buying or when you do buy make sure you really want it try to buy secondhand or swap clothes mm -hmm. with friends because secondhand is a great option it's inexpensive most of the time and like yeah. thrifting but also the secondhand industry is a whole different can of worms i know i know because there's yeah. always like a but you know it's always yeah, like always oh yeah this but. is so great there's but you might be taking away from like don't shop in this neighborhood neighborhood because yeah. like it might you know so one of my main things has been stopping shopping fast fashion so like I haven't really bought anything but I swear to god it's freaking Target like I go into Target to buy like makeup remover or something you know something that I'm like okay I can't I'm not like out here about to spend like 30 bucks on a sustainable makeup remover which like maybe I should but also I try not to shop online so it's like this whole thing but it's hard and then I go in and the freaking cardigans are standing right there and they're all so cute and I'm and like Target cardigans oh, are great you know honestly great. like it's <laughs> hard. I have not told anyone this, but a couple months ago, because I have struggled so much with my personal style, I've struggled, mm -hmm. and which is so crazy because clothes and style has always come easily to me. Yeah, it's a huge but thing I'm, for you. I'm such a different person now and I'm, I'm like, yeah. it's confusing. And I went to JCPenney's with my mom and they had some really cute stuff and I bought a couple pieces, And I, but I've worn them so many times so much. already. So I think yeah. it's more like really wearing what you have yeah. and not just buying something because it's on sale or for the sake of buying it. Yeah. But I think like going back to where 
where people can make changes. Yeah, look at the products you use. If you're someone who maybe clothes aren't that important to you, mm-hmm. um, then cut back on buying. Just buy a couple things a year. Or yeah, if you are someone who only wears a few key staples, then invest in a really in nice pair of trousers ones, yeah. or yeah. a nice sweatshirt or a nice pair of shoes that'll last you a long time. And maybe the company is a little bit more mm-hmm. ethical. A lot that money towards something else. Granted, things with the virus are so tricky. That's what I was going to try to tricky. get into next because it's like yeah. I have also tried to really cut down on my plastic usage and I've mm-hmm. done like plastic free July and like all that stuff forever and it's been like good but there's also little things like I really like going to this one place and getting a chai latte at least like once or twice a week like and I am friends with the baristas there and it's just like something that I like to do I like to like don't need to give an explanation but since COVID they're not taking the reusable cups anymore you know so it's like it's little things like that where like and then also during COVID like do you really want to be shopping secondhand are people donating this from a house where someone could have had coronavirus like you literally just have no idea so I don't yeah, know what COVID's do you made the think about thing that really tricky and especially yeah. like when I was living in Savannah I, I did so well mm-hmm. Savannah is actually pretty easy to be low waste in. it's mm-hmm. it's not that hard of a place and everything's walkable so you can like and there's markets mm-hmm. where you can get stuff kind like in bulk some stuff yeah but ever since living at home with my parents yeah. and like they stock up on groceries and just the area that I live mm-hmm. there's nowhere to get stuff in bulk if you have the funds or are willing to allot a little bit of money to the farmer's market that is a great thing to try yeah if you're able to bring your own coffee cup to a coffee shop that's fantastic that saved me so much Mm -hmm. plastic and disposable cups before also looking at the products that you use so if you're someone if you're willing to switch to bar soap for your body right or like shampoo bars stuff like that yeah totally or even just more environmentally conscious alternatives maybe Mm -hmm. brands i give a lot to charity alafia Mm -hmm. is a really great brand that i love there's tons of great brands and i think yeah just evaluating like things in your life that are important to you the things that you tend to buy a lot Mm -hmm. and how you can improve upon that a little bit so for me during college it was always bringing my coffee cup and then when I went granted coffee shops right now or cafes might not do this Mm -hmm. but um I did cut out getting takeout that changed during COVID. Yeah. Yeah. I brought my own coffee cup. I would bring my own Tupperware container for the brownies or mm-hmm. whatever food I got. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a restaurant, I always forget to do this. I, we, my mom, I remember being in like middle school and my mom was kind of ahead of the game and she'd be like, we're bringing our own Tupperware for our to-go stuff. And I'd yeah. be like so yeah. embarrassed, like fourth grade me would be like, oh my God, like don't do that. That's so embarrassing. And she'd be like, they don't care. And it's better for the They don't. I know. And it is embarrassing. Like I, I felt <laughs> awkward a couple times. Like I would think that they were judging me or. You, yeah. But it's like they, they just don't. I feel like they don't even care and like you just have to own it and my like huge thing is like putting it in perspective literally in regards to anything I'll be like oh it's just like one top that I'm getting or it's like one plastic cup in for this like coffee think about what are there like eight billion probably more people in the world eight billion people being like oh it's just one coffee and then that's eight billion cups in the ocean like <laughs> think about it that way how like even if you let it slide once I mean obviously don't be too hard on yourself like yeah. <laughs> cut yourself some slack but you can't be too lenient because you have to kind of like think about how much of a consequence it could be not to be like morbid but you know what I mean yeah it is I mean and I've definitely been I've definitely loosened up so much in the last few months just living at home and with living at home with COVID because I was so good about it in Savannah I like would buy stuff in bulk Mm -hmm. and I would always get bread from the bakery I did bake my own bread the other day and it was actually like so easy and I would highly recommend that it was so easy Um, so trying that saves plastic oh another really big thing is understanding recycling which is 
one of the mm. worst things. It's one of those things where it's like ignorance really is bliss. Yeah. Nothing gets recycled. Like No, like basically nothing. Recycling is so complex and tricky and it's a sad reality. If you are able to compost, that is one of the best things you can do. Yeah. 100% one of the best things you can do and it's really easy. And mm-hmm. also for me, when I was living in my apartment, not all cities do this, but I signed up. It was $10 flat fee. Like that was it. Mm-hmm. And I signed up for this composting thing and I they would at the farmer's market, they would give me a bin mm. and then I would keep all my food scraps in the freezer because they, they wouldn't smell. That's so on smart. Saturdays. It was great. And then on Saturdays, I dumped them in the bin with along with paper and cardboard. We used to, my like childhood home, we had like a decent sized yard. And I literally remember my mom being like, all right, guys, just go take these to the edge of the yard. Like, just go put this in the woods. And we'd be like, okay. <laughs> For example, we have like pumpkins that we carved that are on our front steps now. Like they like rotted so fast because it like got like weirdly hot and then cold and then like rained a bunch and now they're just like gross and we're like what do we do with them like we because we like live in the city now and we just don't we can't just like put them in the garbage can i don't know what to do but yeah yeah, if we could compost them that would be amazing just got an email that i remember screenshotting last night let me look it up really quick because it talked about that about pumpkins specifically Mm -hmm. i heard something about how pumpkins are like billions of pounds of pumpkin waste goes like each year 1.3 billion pounds of pumpkins are thrown out after halloween each year they end up in landfills calling causing methane to be replaced into the atmosphere oh my god so that's a big one what the heck do i do with my pumpkins (laughs) yeah so what happens is when organic matter because a question that i had too before was Mm -hmm. well if i throw food in the trash like yeah it's it's wasting but like i don't really get what's wrong with it because it's natural like it's just gonna break down right right but what happens is if an apple were to fall from the tree a tree it breaks down properly because oxygen gets to it but Mm -hmm. in um i'm so bad at explaining this but in a landfill there it's called aerobic and anaerobic decomposition so it's anaerobic decomposition occurs and there's not enough oxygen that gets to that organic matter so it doesn't break down properly a lot of times Mm -hmm. it can take a really long time to break down Mm -hmm. and instead of breaking down properly it releases methane so all food waste organic matter that goes into landfills releases methane oh my gosh that's crazy crazy we just started and i know there's like can be controversy with it because there is a lot of packaging but for the most part it is all recyclable or compostable but we just started this week just to try it out one of the meal kit services and it's actually been amazing because like it's all of these ingredients that are perfectly portioned out and you're not wasting any food i don't know what kind of food waste goes on in the facility where they're packaging these things but for the most part like on our end there's no food waste there's little to no packaging waste or anything and it feels way more sustainable and apparently it's actually has less of a carbon footprint than getting groceries from the store which is like crazy so i feel like that would be another thing try doing one of those because it's also like really Again, good like, recipes <laughs> there's no one solution and nothing's perfect but i think like yeah the meal kits could be like a good place to start just mm-hmm. to put portion mm-hmm. and serving size into perspective mm-hmm. and then if you ever go off the meal kits or stop ordering them when you go to the grocery store you'll just be more aware and conscious of totally the amount that you you actually need to buy for your meals yeah yeah absolutely I usually start the podcast off with a movie or TV recommendation to give the people something to do in the rest of the week. However, I didn't really have that many, but I feel like you would know. And it can really be anything, like any kind of educational resource, anything honestly from like a movie or book or even like places you like to shop, blogs you like to follow, literally anything that has helped you on this journey off the top of your head. No no pressure, but like do you have anything that you want to share? For the yeah. good people, for the good listeners? This is kind of random, but I feel like it's just always great to like have a good knowledge of history 
industry mm-hmm. in general. My favorite <laughs> podcast right now, I know this isn't related to environmentalism, but there are some like episodes that have been insightful. So Dressed, the History of Fashion is one of my favorite podcasts right now. And Stuff You Missed in History Class is fantastic. Um, that's just general educational. It's not really related but to But it's good to know where things like come from in general. Yeah. So. <laughs> and Conscious Chatter is a really good podcast that talks about Ooh. ethics and sustainability within the apparel industry. I am in the process and have been since my capstone of building a huge directory. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, brands and resources. I've been working so hard on it. Is it live? Can people see it in process? It or? Is. Okay. But it's not totally ready. The homepage isn't done, but I whatever. It's called symbiotic.co. Okay. Symbiotico. I mean, from what I saw in the spring, or I guess in the winter, it was yeah. amazing. Like, it's it's just a- anything you. you need about sustainability, you can go there and find it, which is just, like, so cool. It's exactly what people need. So. Thank you. So I've been working on it a lot lately, getting it, like, ready to launch. Mm-hmm. So it's there's no content on there anymore. It's just a directory, and the mm-hmm. brand directory is on there. Then there's going to be a resource directory, so organizations and also a directory of books and media so books documentaries all of that kind of stuff that's perfect and then what are your some of your like good places to shop even if it's not a specific place because i feel like you probably shop at a lot of local places like what is the type of store that's like good to look out for or places online if you like anywhere if you're based in the u.s earth hero is a really good marketplace Mm -hmm. that just has tons of quote-unquote sustainable or like eco-friendly essentials from Mm -hmm. kitchen stuff and clothes and laundry stuff it's fantastic and then the places that i tend to gravitate towards because I do have a kind of eclectic style are mm-hmm. marketplaces that work directly with artisans or work to support artisans. Right, so 10,000 yeah. Villages is a great one that's super affordable. Mm-hmm. So 10,000 Villages, Fair Trade Wins, Ocelot Market, The Citizenry, Made Trade is a great one. So those are some good cool. ones. So as a recent graduate, a young creative, how do you feel post-grad in COVID, but also like, <laughs> where are you headed? Like, what do you want? What What is next for Julia? What is next for you? Well, I'm just in the process of applying to jobs. Yeah. Which is tricky. I'm just in like a funky transition period. I think mm-hmm. anyone, regardless of COVID, post-college, mm-hmm. unless you like already had lo- something lined up, yeah. it's tricky because things are shifting and you're trying to figure out where to go and where to live and like what you want to do and if anyone will hire you and what to even write on your cover letters. I mean, they're all so redundant. I mean, I'm just working on my podcast and Symbiotico Mm -hmm. I'm still working on. And I think regarding COVID, I mean, there still are a lot of jobs out there. It's uncharted territory finding a job amidst COVID. Obviously, there's the added layers of stress from like the political climate right now and like the chaos that is this world. Yes. So I resolved that by eating bowls of cereal and watching Chits Creek and (laughs) staying fully stocked on Ben and Jerry's. That's literally such a mood. (laughs) That's all I do. Yeah. yeah. Do you remember that one time Peter got me a tub of Ben and Jerry's and you and I were having a conversation and then we like looked down and it was, and it was like just gone. gone. And he was like, I think I was like crying to you about some boy drama like or roommate drama. Like it was something like that where like you were necessary as well as the Ben and Jerry's was very highly necessary. That's how you stay centered and sane. I couldn't agree more. Ben and Jerry's and friends. Yes.
So I think this is a really good place to wrap up. But why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? So do some shameless self promo. Oh. So like the podcast, your Instagram, your site, your home address, literally anything. <laughs> so yeah. um, my social security number. Yes, credit card info. <laughs> <laughs> so you can follow me at my my personal Instagram is at Julia Blanford. Bland as in boring and forward like the car. Two of the things that you just are not. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. And then my podcast is called Seeking sustainability and you can find that at google podcasts apple podcasts and spotify cool yeah it's the instagram is it's a long url and i've debated on whether or not i should change it at seeking sustainability underscore podcast and you can follow me there yeah and then the website i talked about it's live but it's pretty ratchet right i'll now. give um, people an update once it's like yeah perfect yeah but yeah. the database i'm working on is called symbiotico so very but that, cool. that's already launched so amazing thank you so much for being a guest on the show I'm, I'm really excited about this i hope people are interested in this topic i feel like they will be not only because it's hashtag trendy but also because it's super important it is really important i, hope I think people. being aware yeah just in just like getting the knowledge and being able to expand yourself and open up to the idea of a world of possibility i don't even know what i'm saying but you you know what i'm saying yeah i get <laughs> i hope i hope what i said made sense too i think i, think I so. rambled a lot no you're good you're good giving the good people what they deserve so you're good one last question how when do you post your podcast episodes Ooh, mm, i want to say ideally weekly but there's <laughs> been a couple times where i've posted them like bi-weekly weekly to bi-weekly just subscribe so you get them people yes yeah. and follow the instagram yes of course of course so yes seeking sustainability and then this has been something like olivia the podcast um and we have new episodes every monday at 5 a.m so set your alarm to wake up and listen to them at 5 a.m. If you don't, I will be offended. Bye, guys. See you later. Bye.